0: Well, hello, and welcome to the Brian Hornback podcast. This is episode twenty-two. I do believe it's been a while since you've seen me, uh, heard from me, um, but um, here we are, right here uh, at the Brian Hornback podcast. So I uh, hope you're uh, hope you're having a good week. Uh, this is being broadcast. This has been recorded on Monday, March the eighth. Um, episode twenty-two. A lot to talk about. Uh not going to get to it all today obviously but we will get to some things um the reason for my absence for about the last week and a half is we uh had a monumental um time in our in our family Uh, our 30 year old son uh got married uh to his um to his forever and um so we had that um we had we had that going on and so um that really tied up some of my time and then it took me about a week to get over it, um, to, um, to get back in the swing of things. You know, this isn't my full-time job. Um, but, um, it does consume a lot of time. So, uh, the Brian Hornback uh, podcast is a part of Brianhornback.com It's been in operation for 16 years. It'll be 17 years this year. Um, and, um, news views, political op-eds, you know, I was it before it was it, right? Something like that. Um, but, uh, do want to uh, talk about Matlock tire service a week ago today. Uh, I went out and started the vehicle up and I had this weird sound and, um, you know, Matlock tire has been on my, it's been an advertiser on my website for a number of years and I have been on this podcast since it started. Um, and so, um, had this weird sound that i knew wasn't right um and so i took it to matlock tire in farragut and um come to find out i had to get a fuel injector replaced and had to get all new uh six new spark plugs um and uh, matlock tire service uh cost me a pretty penny uh but it would have cost me more somewhere else down the road i'm sure of that and um they took great care of me uh so i was I was down for a couple hours, and, um, and they even they even helped me get back to work quicker, um, and not just because they advertise on BrianHornback.com and on the Brian Hornback podcast, but just because that's the kind of place Matlock Tire is. So if you're having, uh, if you need new tires, and that's on my that's on my short list, I'm going to get tires here soon. Uh, I'll be getting those at Matlock Tire, and um, certainly do appreciate um, the folks uh, at the the one I went to in Farragut, uh, there are five locations for Matlock Tire Service. There is a, in the, their old home location in Lenore City. There's Maryville, Athens, Tennessee, Farragut. And then, of course, um, they just opened one in Hardin Valley. Um, but uh, MatlockTireService.com is the website. Uh, you can reach them at the Farragut location, the one I go to, 865-966-0425, 966-0425. You can hear us um, on most all, well, not all podcast streams, but you can hear us on iHeartRadio, uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, Radio Public, PocketCast, Breaker, and of course where we produce and um, archive this podcast on Anchor FM. And I'm sure you've heard an ad or two as you listen to the Brian Hornback podcast uh, for Anchor FM. They're great folks. Uh, so if you're looking to get into the podcasting world, uh, I would suggest going there, um, Anchor FM. So what's going on? Well, this, let's see. This week end, uh, the Knox County Republican Party reorganized, and uh, they had two choices for chairman, and they elected Daniel Herrera, a young um, attorney, um, to be the new party chairman. Uh, and uh, he was opposed, or or the other choice was, State rep- former state representative Harry Brooks, uh, two excellent choices. Um, it's been a few years ago since I uh sought and was elected as the Republican Party chairman, that was uh in March of 2005. And I served through the 2006 election, which by the way, 2006 is when the Supreme Court decided that uh, all the people that we had been electing and the people that we were going to elect in 2006 were uh term limited if they'd served more than two full terms uh and so we faced in two thousand six uh, not only did that ruling come down uh after the filing deadline uh so we got those folks elected in spite of some write in candidates and then um uh then in late two thousand six we had to do a um, county commission had to do a um an appointment process for for those that were out of office. Uh, and so uh, that happened on the end of my term. Uh, and so my term was from March of 2005 to March of 2007. Uh, enjoyed being chairman. It's a great job, but I wouldn't want to be doing it today. Uh, the party's changed a couple of times, um, since I've been chairman. Uh, and, and if you, if you happen to read the daily paper, um, you'll see a quote from me, um, about that. Um, you know, when, when the tea party became, came into existence, you know, the, the party, what I call the party apparatus, that would be the people that had been active for a number of years. Like myself, I've been active since I was 16 years old. Um, you know, we're not very welcoming to the, um, to the tea parties. And so, you know, my thought about this was, well, you know, you have what I call the Trump faction. Now some people disagree with me and say, there's no such thing as a Trump faction. I I will most assuredly assure you, assuredly assure you that there is a Trump faction. There are individuals that have gotten involved in politics, have gotten involved in in the world politic uh, because of Donald J. Trump Jr. uh, And um, because of the 45th, 56th, 46th president. Might have got that wrong. It might be 45th. But anyway, um, there are people who have gotten involved in the body politic because of our former president and so you know the question was in order to be chairman in a contested uh in a contested uh race for chairman when, when i ran in 2005 uh, no one opposed me uh so i was elected uh, without an opponent um i had plenty of opponents okay uh don't let that mistake you they just didn't have the courage to put themselves their name up on the ballot against me but I digress. Um, so um, the the problem we're going to have is, you know, how do you first of all, you know, in a contested election, you have to get enough of your people out uh, to vote for you. Uh, and this one was a little bit different. And let's talk spend a little bit of time and talk about this uh, in all the years. Since I attended my first convention, I believe the first convention was at the city county building, the main assembly room. And I believe um, that's when Billy Stokes was elected chairman for one of his, one of, he either served, he, he served multiple terms. Um, but always in the past, what we've done is we've organized the precincts. So if you vote at, if you vote at Concord, uh, if you vote at Sunnyview, if you vote at Thorn Grove, Two weeks before the convention, there's a, a meeting there in your local precinct where you elect a chairman, you elect a vice chairman, you elect a secretary. You might elect a treasurer. I don't know why you would have one because most of these precincts didn't have any money. Um, and so, you, and, and then you would have a number of delegates that you would get to pick. And so that's how it's always been organized, even up until two years ago. Now, two years ago, Uh, The precincts got organized, but then when they got to the convention, it was ruled that there was not a quorum because we had the 100-year flood on that day. And so they decided to do a mass convention, which they basically just said, you know, as as long as you say you're Republican, then you're going to be Republican. So they went ahead and took that mass convention uh, idea and and did it again this year. But this year you had to go to Eventbrite, uh, eventbrite eventbrite.com, and you had to, uh, well, you didn't have to, you they asked you to pre-register um and so that that way they could check your voting record because in order to vote you need to have voted in three of four Republican primaries and and so many people did pre-register some people didn't but they had the they had the computers there to check voting um they had computers there to check the the voting um history uh, to know if you voted in the Republican primary or not now before those of you that aren't real, those of you that are that are newbies to this process, they only know that you voted in the Republican primary or the Democrat primary. They don't know who you voted for. You could have left some blank um, or whatever, but they don't know who you specifically voted for. Just that you declared that you vote in Republican primary or you vote in a Democrat primary. Um, so th- they had that uh, they had that set up, okay. And so it went relatively well, but in the end, uh, Daniel Herrera uh, won 242 to 141 votes. So that can tell you, there's about 400 people that were there. Now, there was a lot of talk about, this is the largest crowd we've ever had. This is the largest crowd we've ever had. I don't necessarily buy that. Uh, in the past, um, when I was elected chairman in 2005, we are at West High School in the, auditor- in the uh, auditorium uh, theater seating. Uh, when I went out as chairman, we were at Holston middle school, again, a large auditorium. Uh, and so, you know, nine times out of 10, we've always been at a school, uh, in an auditorium where people spread out. We were social distancing before social distancing was required. Hello, hello. And so this time we were at the crown college of the Bible and we were in their great room, uh, and they they had it somewhat confined if you look at the pictures on com, you'll see they had some walls up uh and so they everybody was t- tight in everybody was was you know the chairs were all right up against one another up again one another and um so uh so it made for a it made for an impressive photo um but if if I had wanted to, I could have stepped away from there, and I could taken a picture that looked like a Hillary Rodham Clinton um, rally back when in two thousand sixteen, uh, when she'd had this big old huge room, and then there's just one little bitty, one little bitty. Anyway, um, so you know, four hundred people. I think that's about normal. Uh, I'll give them credit that you know maybe they had eighty to hundred more uh, on average but I'm not going to say that it was the largest crowd ever. Uh, I'm going to say that they probably had a few more than we've had in the last several years. Uh, again, uh, two years ago was the, the one-off because we had the hundred year flood and um, it was difficult. Uh, uh, it wasn't too difficult getting there. It was hellacious getting home. That's also right outside where we met at Central High School two years ago is where K uh, where the Knoxville Fire Department lost an, an engine fire truck cuz it rolled over in the flood. Anyway, I digress. Let's talk about a couple of uh, other uh, folks that um, are friends of BrianHornback.com who who want your business. Interagency Insurance Company here in Knoxville, Tennessee, Lou Moran the uh, 3rd, his father started Interagency Insurance back in 1966, I believe it was. They can write insurance for your business or your or your person. In about 38 states. Uh, and they uh, have been doing that doing that for a number of years, uh, 50, 54 years or so to be exact. Uh, interagency Insurance Company, look them up on Google. It's inter and the little dash agencyinsurance.com or give them a call at 865 637 4519. Interagency Insurance here in Knoxville. Also, for those of you that are thinking about running for city council, For those of you that are thinking about running for a position in Knox County government in 2022, uh, Nick Pavlis, former uh, city councilman, he he was elected and served two terms uh, as an at-large city councilman. And then he ran, he took four years out, and then he ran and was elected to two terms in the first district over in South Knoxville. Um, Nick Pavlis, he's opened up a shop now called Pavlis Public Strategies. And uh, he can consult uh, for your business. Um, He's been a successful businessman, had his own family company, worked in his own family company uh, for a number of years. Then he went to work in uh, telecommunications um, uh, for a number of years. Uh, And he can uh, he can give you good business strategy. Uh, He can uh, if you've if you've got a business and you've got some issues in the with the government, he can help you in that regard. Or if you're wanting to run for public office and get elected, uh, Nick can help you there. So it's Strategies.com. You can reach Nick at 865-599-4606. And one of our last good friends is Just Homes Group, Julia Hurley. Uh, Julia Hurley, she's affiliated with Realty Executives here in Farragut. Uh, I'm not really in Farragut. I'm between Knoxville and Farragut. I'm in a little community called Bluegrass. Um but uh, she's affiliated with Realty Executives in Farragut, Julia Hurley at Um, Julia can help you buy or sell or purchase more investment property. Right now, from what I understand, there's less than 600 parcels of property for sale uh, in the MLS in Knoxville. And there's about 6,000 agents, um, give or take 5, 10, 12, whatever. Uh, and so Julia Hurley is who you need to call. Uh, Julia is at 865-237-7328. Julia Hurley, justhomesgroup.com, 865-237-7328. So we've talked about the uh, Republican Party. Let's talk a little bit about something that's coming up on Hornback.com and then I'll let you go because, man, that that whole Republican Party thing took a spell. Um, Out in Strawberry Plains, where I grew up, I've been out there since I was six years old up until... um, I was about 23, um, out off Ruggles Ferry Pike, out off North Ruggles Ferry Pike. uh, There is a difference between North Ruggles Ferry Pike and South Ruggles Ferry Pike. Um, There's about 200 acres of land out there, uh, out near the, um, out near the golf course, Ruggles Ferry Golf Course. Um, There's a lot of folks that have built big estate homes, uh, right there around Ruggles Ferry Pike and Graves Road, if you know the area. And uh, there's now 200 acres of the Blake property um that actually goes from ruggles ferry pike uh and and comes there there's a development called if you're watching on youtube it's probably somewhat comical right now because i'm trying to do this with my hands so there's a, a development called livonia acres and livonia acres is actually named after the the uh the milk company the dairy that my grandfather uh delivered milk for uh livonia dairy there's um a new development there. Okay. So they're taking a piece of that property and then they're going back to the Holston river and it's going to come back up the Blake lane, which is just on just a little ways, um, up from the, the Lavonia acres property. So they put together about 200 acres of land and they're going to put about 480 houses on it. Now, look, I'm all about private property owner rights. I'm all about, you know, um, letting people do what they want to do with their land, and they are within their right, uh, to build 480 acres on 200 acres. Here's the problem, and here's what the, the communities talked about on Friday night. There was a meeting at Caledonia Presbyterian Church, beautiful little church. My, my family church, by the way, it's where my family was. My family are the Blakes, but they're not related to the Blakes that have this property. We were the other Blakes, but anyway, they're all related. Okay. Anyway, um, so there was a meeting Friday night up at Caledonia Presbyterian Church. Then there was a meeting at Saturday, a much larger meeting up at Lyons Creek Baptist Church. Here's the issue. The issue isn't the fact that you want to build 480 houses. Okay. That's not the deal. And it's not the deal that, well, 480 houses, is too many houses. That's not the deal. Here's the deal. The deal is that North Ruggles Ferry Pike, Cash Road, Pleasant Hill Road, Burrish Road, all the roads are going to go in from, um, to North Ruggles Ferry Pike off of the actual highway have never been changed since I learned to drive when I was 15, 16, maybe even younger than that, on those roads. There's no red lights on North Ruggles Ferry Pike. Uh, If you just look at the site plan, which later tonight I will have uh, by tomorrow, March the 9th, I'll have it up uh, on BrianHormack.com. You can access the site plan. If you look at it and then you read the study, you'll see that the number of houses and the number of roads are going to be just in this development. So you can imagine the number of, of students it's going to put in the in the school, the number of cars it's going to put on the roads. So really, hopefully, Knox Planning and, and the Knox Planning Commission will really look at the density in the part of, west knoxville that i've lived in since 1992 we can handle the density we've got the road infrastructure we've got all the things that allow that that to work this is the first major development what's interesting about this development is that it's it's a high density development right beside where people have built estate homes and you know what i'm talking about when i talk about estate homes we're talking about five thousand square foot houses We're talking about nice homes. I'm not saying that these these homes aren't going to be nice in Ennisbrook Farms. But what I'm saying is that hopefully somebody's looking at the fact that the traffic, uh, the infrastructure, all needs to be in place for this to actually happen. And they really need to lower the density. I mean, I look at it and I say, you know, I wouldn't mind having a river lot. But when I look at it, the river lots are small. So it makes no sense uh, from what I've seen. Blaine Christman is the supposed developer. Um, David Harbin is the engineer. Um, the, the property owners are the, are the mother-in-law of former Knox County Commissioner and former property assessor Phil Ballard. Uh, I believe he's involved, although his name has been stricken off anything that has any reference to this application or this development plan. Uh, but he is a realtor, and so I'm sure he will probably sell the sell the lots and sell the houses uh, when they get built. Radius Homes is the builder. I haven't heard much about them. I mean, in the Carnes community, we hear a lot about Smith Built. Um, in other areas of the county, we hear about Ball Homes. Matter of fact, Ball Homes uh, this week is is likely going to get a piece of property not too far from my house uh, to build some homes. Uh, but Ball Homes has built a lot of homes around. Um, Smith built built a lot of houses around the, the Carnes and Powell area. Uh, haven't heard a lot about radius homes, Blaine Christman, uh, you know, may, maybe I haven't done enough due diligence on that, but anyway, that kind of catches us up. We are caught up on the Republican party. We've kind of, kind of teased the, um, the high density, uh, development that's going to be happening out in strawberry Plains, Tennessee, my old stomping grounds. Um, so, um, That'll catch us up for tonight. Uh, Appreciate everything that you do in listening to the Brian Hornback podcast. Appreciate all the reviews that you give me. Appreciate uh, recommendations, sharing it. Uh, If you're not aware, this same, if you're just listening to this, this same broadcast is on YouTube. Uh, So uh, check us out on YouTube. Uh, Even if you just go over there and hit subscribe and subscribe for me, um, that helps uh, subscribing on the YouTube channel. And, um, y'all be safe. Uh, COVID vaccines, hopefully we're going to get those by everybody's going to, everybody wants to be vaccinated, is going to be vaccinated by the end of, uh, end of May, it appears. Um, I will let you know that I, uh, before I came on here tonight, I did watch the, um, Tennessee House, um, activity and it appears that, um, Representative Zachary was able to pass his bill in the House. I don't know what's going on with the with the Senate version, um, but uh, to strip the health board of um, having any oversight, and that was that was a real interesting was a real interesting argument on the House floor. Bo Mitchell made a uh, made a reference to our county mayor, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, but uh, Bo Mitchell's a Democrat out of Nashville. Uh, Representative Zachary from Knoxville. Uh, unfortunately, it was a voice vote, so I don't know how um, Representative Mannis voted. Uh, uh, Representative McKenzie uh, and Representative Zachary had a, kind of a back and forth, which was, which was good to see that two people from Knoxville could, uh, could argue about something. Um, but anyway, so that passed. Uh, so we'll keep you posted on all that that's going on. And uh, uh, again, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you sharing it. I appreciate you telling your friends about it. And if there's anything that i can do if there's anything you want me to talk about uh send me an email brian at brianhornback.com uh or shoot me a text i don't like answering the cell phone so send me a text 865-607-1108 865-607-1108 um and um, we'll talk to y'all real soon